You're listening to the Foozle and Doozle Show. And now for your hosts, Chip Foozle and Don Doozle. What's up, my Doozle? What's up, my Foozle? Well, we have ourselves a good old-fashioned Fantasy Football League of America controversy. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, this whole COVID thing has really sparked the controversy. You know, although we have not transitioned into the all-play league as of yet this season, there has been a long, drawn-out, back-and-forth email discussion that has ensued today on whether or not we should transition to an all-play in the offseason, and maybe this is something we should vote on. There's been a lot of hype today. A lot of people seem to be back in this, and you care to comment. So what you're saying is this whole discussion you feel is a prompt to going to an all-play league for the indefinite future, like as the future of the FFLA? Yeah, it's you know what I always like. That's to... insane. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were done, but anything else you'd like to add? No, I asked a question, you answered it, and I commented on that uh, answer. So yeah, I, I think that's insane. Well, I I thoroughly disagree with you on a number of on your one point that you really did not elaborate on. But would you care to elaborate on why it's insane? Well, the whole basis of fantasy football since the beginning of time was a head-to-head model rotisserie if you want to play rotisserie you can play baseball like that is a boring model that is outdated in the new era of fantasy sports head-to-head is much more exciting because you play a different team every week there's much more of a chance to increase your standing week to week if you're in a straight rotisserie league your team could be out of it after a couple weeks and then you stop paying attention so i feel as though head-to-head increases the excitement all the way through the season, including the playoffs, and is much more entertaining of a fantasy league than a straight rotisserie league is. Do you think everyone's paying attention right now in a head-to-head? We, I, if you look at our league right now, it looks like half the league's checked out in a head-to-head, Don, that you, so, you claim would, does, does prevents that sort of thing. Wouldn't say half the league's checked out. There's a, a select few, two or three uh, owners that are checked out from year to year. Head to head versus rotisserie wouldn't matter to them. But for others, I think most people in this, most teams in this league are engaged, and it, it's exciting going against another owner. You have rivalries. You have all-time records versus another opponent for the history of the long FFLA. It builds history. It builds excitement. I, I think it's something that has to stay. That makes no sense what you just said. I mean, let, let, let me give history you and example. excitement make no sense to you. Uh, all right, fine. Let me give you a good example of why that argument is is poop. It's poop. It's because your so-called rival with Sasquatch just got squashed because now you and him are buddies today. You you two. I wouldn't go. Together. Let's not go that far. You two just got together. In, in against this all play idea, when I'm just trying to keep an open mind as a commissioner, I'm always willing to adapt this league and not get stuck in a rut. And I'm always willing to listen 
to the people and give the people what they want. And clearly the people have spoken today. There are a lot of people in this league that have clearly yes. spoken and you're completely discounting all those individuals and you're, you're not, you're not taking their concerns into account. And your job as commissioner is to listen to all the people, not just Sasquatch like you're doing today. Cause he happens to agree with you. Do you know who has spoken today? All of the teams yeah. that would directly benefit by going to an all play league because their standing would be higher than if they were, we would have left it a head to head. Those are the people that are speaking. Well, that's a, that's a great point you just brought up. And the reason why that's, that is actually supports my argument, if I may say, is because there are so many teams that get the shaft in a head-to-head league when they're a much better team than what their record shows. This happens time and time again. It has been an ongoing problem that you ter- choose to turn a blind eye to. And if you look at just right now, what's happening right now, and this happens every year, you got San Juan, who's at the top of the all-play league and arguably should be, right? You you crowned him the preseason champion, Don. And yep, he's, living, he's living up to that right now as the best team in all-play rankings. But if you look at his team with head-to-head, he has the same record as the Tahoe Lakers, who is way down the list in an all-play league because his team – doesn't even come close to stacking up to the same level as San Juan. So how could you argue that a head-to-head league is a true measuring stick on how well your team is performing? It just does does it just does not make sense. Well, I, he's four and three for a reason. He lost to three teams. The three teams at the week they play, he played them were better than him. <laughs> That's all you got, man. That's it. You look at you look at uh, what who would still be eligible to win a championship in we're we're in, we just played what week seven we've gone through seven weeks so we're halfway through the season if we were to transition to an all play no playoff league San Juan I agree is way above everybody else actually he's about eight games ahead of the next possible team at this point in the season half of the league would basically be out of it. There's no physical way that half of the league could possibly even pass him for first place. Therefore, half the league by half the, by the, the midpoint in the season would be checked out. They're done. They can't even win. In a head-to-head league, it keeps more teams engaged longer. You have a Tahoe Lakers team that's 4-3 and three now, but maybe in three weeks they're 4-6. and six. Who knows? But they still have the opportunity to get better and make their way toward the playoffs and possibly make the playoffs. Exciting as it is for the Tahoe Lakers to finally make the playoffs again. It's not uh, going to happen. First time in 10 years, they have a chance. If we're in all play, they're done. They're playing for next year. You have half the league that's playing for the best, the worst team, the worst position so they can get first draft. Yeah, it's just, that's a very weak argument. And I, I, don't I, see it I disagree. I, I I disagree that it's gonna it creates more interest because you have like right now. Let's get a good example of what's going on right now. If we are all play right now, there are a lot of teams that are neck and neck with their all play record. You're still competing to get into the top eight. You still have a great chance to get into the top eight and make money. Just like well, we have okay, so yeah, I get, I get top eight, so I get eighth place. Woohoo! I'm the seventh loser. You get money. It's the same as making the playoffs. You get money, but like yeah, but for all these teams that are right there, their goal is not to make the playoffs. Like 
entirely. I'm sure they're all not like, oh, if I can just get into the playoffs, then I'll just lose in the first round. I'll be out. Like the opportunity is still presenting itself that they have a chance to make the championship and win the whole thing. That opportunity is still there. The excitement is still there. It's engaging and it keeps people interested for longer to say, I still have a chance. It's basically going, it's going from the NFL to college football. And I hate college football setup because half the teams at the start of the season have no shot of winning. So if that's where we want to go to, then we'll go to a college football model and we can let the the stats uh, just dictate who the winner is rather than, than, Pitting one team against another team and having them play mano a mano for that week to determine who the best team is. Let me ask you a question, a serious question, and give a serious answer, not this bullshit that you've been spewing up until this point. I'm sorry it, that a differing opinion is considered bullshit, but it's my opinion. So go ahead. What's your question? My question is Do you think Yuma Ugly is engaged right now in a head to head league? He said he was, and he's playing to the best of his ability. Do you think he has a shot to win it? Do you think he's competing to win a championship this year? At this point, halfway through the season, there are two teams that don't have a chance in my mind. I don't think they're physically eliminated yet, but they don't have a chance. Darrington and Yuma. So either way, they're out of it. But you're talking about two teams rather than eight teams at this point. So, yes, in your case, I agree. Yuma doesn't have a chance either way. And just to clarify, we are currently we are currently in a head-to-head fantasy football league, correct? Correct, and he is zero and seven in those head-to-head matchups. Yes. Let me ask you a question: Do you agree that Mr. Barker's is also not really competing for a championship in this head-to-head league? Correct. Correct. You are correct. Okay. Well, do you think that the Predators are honestly competing for a championship this year in this in this head-to-head league? Correct. I don't know. He's two and five. Uh, he's only three games away from the division lead, so he goes on a run in the next seven. There's seven games left. He is not mathematically out of it. He can go on a run, win a couple games. And That's a stretch. Right you're, you're stretching it's a stretch, now. Now you started. You should be honest. You should pretend like you're under oath right now, and I feel like you're – Okay, what is I, your I question? I will answer your, under oath. I guess your hand should have been on a Bible at that point. But All right, do you honestly, ask it again. You know, ask your question. Do you honestly feel that the Predators are competing for a championship in this head-to-head league? I do. Right? I feel they are competing. Then you're lying. You're straight-up liar. I feel they're competing. They've only won two games, but they're competing. They have more points scored than the Tahoe Lakers do that are in first, who are in first place. Are You're you living saying, in a fantasy do land. You feel, do fantasy you feel as, let me ask you a question. Ask whoa, a question. whoa. Why are you raising your voice? I'm trying to be heard over yours because I want to ask you a question. It's very important. Go do ahead. you feel yeah. that the Tahoe Lakers are competing for a championship? No, I don't. You don't. They're well, in first place. I think, I think he fell into that 4-3 and three record. But you feel that he has not – He's not tried to compete for a championship this whole season. Maybe he under the rule, won four games. Maybe under the rule four dot one dot one to the best of his ability. But let's face it, his team's shit, and he's lucky he's that four he's three. That. He's he lucky beat three he's other teams, that. and it's it reflected truly reflected where his team is based off of the all play rankings. He has no business being where he's at. He's got lucky, and this is the problem with a head to head league is you get teams that get lucky that don't have 
that get easy matchups where teams don't score a lot of points against them or they got the lowest points scored against them. Or you get teams like Cobra Kai, who's had a shitload of points, and Salem, a shitload of points scored against them, even though they have scored a lot of points themselves. So it's really not a true measuring stick of where your team is. And let's face it, in fantasy, there's a lot of variables that are out of your control. Like in the real NFL, when you stack up against the team, your defense has the ability to stop that other team. In fantasy, they don't. If that team scores a bunch of points against you and you score a bunch of points against them, your defense is not going up against their offense. It's not the real world. We should not be so set why, up. Why would you say that? World. Not, I have not finished my thought. We should not try, we should not try to mirror how a real-world game is being played because we, don't, we cannot possibly play – like the real world because we cannot coach, we cannot strategize, we cannot put our defense up against an offense. So you're saying that in the NFL it's less luck because you can coach and strategize against another team. So head-to-head is okay there, where for ours it's not. So how do you explain that the Bears are 5-2? and How do the Bears win five games if they're such a shitty team? They're the Tahoe Lakers. Well, so you're saying that our league is now uh, officially mimicking the NFL. It's the same thing. How did the Bears beat the Bucs? The Bucs have the most points in the NFL right now, which is the measuring stick of a good team, and yet the Bears beat them. Well, how do you justify that? I think the whole NFL is a sham. But the Bears have an actual shot of stopping their offense. You in the fantasy world don't have a a chance to stop the other team from scoring. But it's a head-to-head, and whoever uh, scores more points in the head-to-head battle is the winner. And somehow the Bears, as bad of a team as they are, beat the Bucs, who scored the most points in the league. So at any given week, any team could beat another team. That's how the NFL model is, and that's how this model is. And that's how fantasy football players have been playing this for years and years. I repeat. I repeat, you don't have a chance to stop the other team from scoring points like you do in the NFL. You have no control over that aspect. You could have a phenomenal week, and they could have just a slightly better phenomenal week. And you, this could continually happen game after game for the year, and you get squeezed out of the playoffs. Or the other thing that I hate, which we haven't even touched on yet, is tiebreakers. When you only play a team one time – and then you get beat out by a tiebreaker because of that one week's game, and you don't make the playoffs. We haven't even touched on that bullshit. Fucking well, I thought we changed some of those tiebreakers because you had such a problem with it we to did, be more fact, in line with what you wanted. The fact is there still is a tiebreaker that's controlled by one week. It still, it still does not address the fact that you get teams that don't make the playoffs that should make the playoffs, and you get teams that make the playoffs that have no business – being in the playoffs. I don't know. It happens in the NFL. Silence. I got you. It, it happens in the NFL. I, I, I don't get, and it, it's been something that all fantasy leagues are, throughout history have done. It adds in excitement. I get that, you know, maybe you get a hard luck and you can cry in your pillow because you lost the game because the other team scored a, a bunch of points. It happens. It happens both ways. So for every Salem out there, there's a Tahoe that's living, reaping the benefits, and it happens. And that adds to the excitement of the league, and it also keeps more people engaged because you can go on a run. If you don't want to lose to everybody, then be the best team out there and win your games. 
Yeah, well, you're wrong. You're wrong. And it's a difference do, of opinion. I don't do things just because they've always been done that way either. I like to right. think outside. But there's the a box. reason why it's been done this way forever. And it wasn't a rotisserie because baseball does rotisserie. I've played in rotisserie leagues. And by halfway through the season, you're not even looking at it anymore because you have no shot at that one guy at the top. No shot. Are you a sheep, Don? I'm not a sheep. I understand the difference. I fully comprehend the difference between the two things. It's not like I don't understand it. I understand what a rotisserie league is, and I understand what head-to-head is, and I prefer head-to-head. I'm not saying you're wrong. You could be that guy that wants to be rotisserie football, but I'm saying that I prefer head-to-head because it's more entertaining. There are two people in this world, Dad. There are the sheep. rotisseries and the head-to-heads. And there are wolves. You're oh, a yeah. sheep. I'm a sheep because I have a differing, a opi- a differing educated opinion than you do. I'm a wolf. I'm always out there. Okay. You're always out there looking for trying the wrong to, way to go. Trying to hunt for the best, you know, the best fucking okay. fantasy. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but you know what? I, I know. You don't know where you're going with it. You know what I mean. There is no point to what you're saying. We have no, differing opinions. One is one way and the other is the other way. You're not a wolf because you think of a different way that may or may not be as good. Oh, I'm definitely a wolf and you're definitely a sheep and you're just going, you're going along with whatever the way it's been. And I should know, again, we need to highlight the fact that you and Sasquatch are the only ones that have, that are fucking standing up against this. You haven't even kept, you two are keeping an open mind. At least the other teams have expressed interest in discussing it. And keep no, it they're not interested in discussing it. It's the teams that are doing better in the all-play that want it that way. Salem and San Juan, those are the teams that are wanted to go to all-play. I can guarantee you if their teams were the other way around, they wouldn't be pushing for it. So you're saying that they're only pushing for it because it, it benefits their team, their personal team. All I'm saying is the people that are pushing for it benefit their personal team. Okay, let's touch on that type of situation. I, let's okay. let's go back. Let's flash back just a, not that long ago when we were just about to transition to an all-play league, and you flipped your shit. You flipped your shit, okay, on, on me, on a phone. And I want to remind you, you hung up the phone on me, and I was nothing but very respectful to you, sir. And I continue to be respectful. And all I'm asking is we keep an open mind on this. But okay. you – you, sir, flipped your shit because at the time you were concerned that you didn't have a shot to be the top all-play guy because of your current situation. And no. then you scored a ton of points after that. You calmed down. All of a sudden, Mr. Dime, the Toastmeister, calms down, and he wasn't so upset about it all of a sudden. I'm still but, against it, regardless of how many points I've scored. And I've scored a lot of points. Regardless of how many points I've scored, I'm still against it. I'll always be against it. Yeah, I guess you're always. If I be had Kyler Murray, I wouldn't suddenly be a, a, a proponent of six point touchdowns. Or wait, the other way around. I have <laughs> so I have Aaron Rodgers. I'm not a proponent of the six point passing touchdowns. So either way, that's my point. Actually, it doesn't matter what my team is. Actually, six point passing touchdowns would benefit Aaron Rodgers. They- that's what I'm saying. Just because I have Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean I want to change that rule. The rules aren't well, going to just flip. And my opinion of it, I'm not going to flip because of what year, what type of year I'm having. All I got to say is I'm not 
at the top of the all-play record. So you know my interests are in the best interest of the league. It's not my yeah, personal interest. So, I'm not accusing you of that. Like, you're accusing me of that. Okay. Well, you know, agree to disagree. But uh, <laughs> I'm just asking you to answer the question. Are you a sheep or are you a wolf? I think you're a sheep. That has no no bearing on anything. I think it has a lot to do with it. The two people in this State world. your point why a sheep, sheep is whatever a sheep is. What, what are you trying to accuse me of? What exactly are you, are you accusing me of? I, I, well, I would if you'd stop talking. Give me a minute to think about it. Okay. <laughs> you don't even know. Wait. Here hold is. on. All right. Should we Here hold the silence? Did you get it? She, well, sheep or is they just go along with the crowd. They just follow the other sheep. Okay. Wolves. The fucking, you know, wolf leads the wolf pack. Okay. And I'm leading the wolf pack. And so now that is now that that I'm San Juan and Salem have come out against uh, for all play, you're going along with them. That's what I'm trying to say is they're the they're my wolf pack, okay? Oh, and okay. Uh, so it's I'm a pack of wolves and a herd of sheep. Is that what it is? So it, the group that goes with the sheep is just a herd, but the the group that goes with the wolves is a pack. I got gotcha. you. No, there's no leader. There's that's why they need a sheepdog, dude. There's. <laughs> The sheep don't lead each other. So there's who's, no, who's no, the leader of the wolves? There's no leader. They all the stay sheep. together. The sheep dog, okay? He herds them. He fucking tells them where to go because they're too stupid. They just go, hey, I'm just gonna go so wherever going. Who Every- leads the herd? Who leads the herd of, of uh, wolves? Everybody else is doing head to head. We should just that, that's the change. Let's just keep doing that. Who's who's leading the herd of wolves? It's not a herd. It's a wolf pack. Oh, who's leading the pack of wolves? Well, right now I seem to be the spokesperson. You the got the you're the pack. alpha wolf, so you're the leading the, the, the sheep dog, of yeah. wolves. Right. Okay. Good. All right. Glad you. You're the alpha wolf leading the the, the the herd of wolves off Finally the cliff. Standing. Now it's all coming together. I also now I got it. Now I got it. I think you, instead of wolves, maybe you should be lemmings. Don't the lemmings go off the cliff? You're leading the uh, lemmings off the cliff. I want to make a point that. Being that you and Sasquatch are teamed up together on this front, he also con- compared you to the Donald Trump. Donald Trump, that you're trying to make the FFLA great again. How do you feel about that comparison? Well, the fact that myself and Sasquatch are on the same side on this one doesn't give me an easy feeling, but it does speak to the breadth of how many different types of people like that same thing. It's not just one type of group that likes the the all the uh, head-to-head. It's people like myself and people like Sasquatch and all the other people in the FFLA that aren't directly uh, going to benefit from this thing that like uh, the head-to-head. It's a select yeah. few wolves that try to speak out and say, no, we want uh, all play because it benefits me. That's the opposition at this point. You realize you're currently sided with a, a Sasquatch who decided to relocate to a desert. Yeah. Let that soak in. Let that soak in a little bit. This is the guy. I can't defend everyone me. that uh, likes the idea. I and a Sasquatch. Right. What's a Sasquatch? Okay. A Sasquatch is someone who's a loner. Okay. Sasquatch who doesn't side. He, he goes off alone and does his own thing. Okay. So- are you okay. saying You're that sheep. he's not a sheep? You don't think because he's alone. I don't know what to make of this. Sasquatch and the sheep in the woods in the so, desert together. So you're saying it's sheep all herd together for a common thing that they can't think of, but yet Sasquatch is not a sheep, 
so he's not part, but he st- still has the same view as the sheep. So now your whole analogy com- completely falls apart. Are we sheep in a herd, or are we Sasquatches by ourselves? Are we loners? Are we groups? I, I, I don't know which animal class did, to go into anymore. Did you or did you not read that amazing email that Warlocks had sent today? I did. It had graphs and everything. I loved it. It was great. Yeah, he's a very – you thought you were the only spreadsheet guy in this league. Well, we I got Technically, the Technically, that wasn't a spreadsheet. He took that right off the website. The Wolfpack got their own spreadsheet guy. You're not the only spreadsheet guy, okay? All so, right. you know. That's so, good. I, I, can, I, can I let you in on a hint? Yeah, All go those ahead. Graphs, those, those graphs that he put in there were generated yeah. by MyFantasyLeague.com. Those were directly nah. pulled from that nah. website. Nah. Nah. All right. Agree to disagree. <laughs> One side deals in facts and others in nah. opinions. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, Donald. Make up a play great again. That's what you're trying to do. I thought, I thought, you know, I thought we were a team, you know, I thought, but now I have to, I have to separate off into a wolf pack because you don't want to work with me anymore. Sleepy Chuck can't, uh, can't come to an agreement with anyone. He doesn't want to work with anybody. We're supposed to be a team, man. And then now I got to get my wolf pack together so I could campaign to promote this all play. But again, Back to Sleepy Chuck email. wants the all play. I get it. Back to Osika's email. That was glorious. That guy, I couldn't have said it any better. I, I should reply and just be like, what that guy said. Yeah, that- well, I've already refuted number point number three pretty well. I, I don't think – I wouldn't say it's like flawless. 50, he had like 50 points. You, you could only refute one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, point one was the four and three teams and their points, and then point two was the bottom teams and their points. I, that's fine. I, I don't refute uh, facts. There's certain teams that have records and points that aren't fully correlated with each other. I get it. That's what head-to-head is. But you can also look at the, F, uh, the NFL and say the same thing. Atlanta has the fifth most points in the league. Does that mean they're the fifth best team in the NFL? And if not, why why do you not think that they're the a good team just because they've scored a lot of points? They should be. Okay. That br- that right. just proved my point. Yeah, it proves your point. Thanks. Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons Thanks. should be a playoff team right now. Better than Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Gotcha. Thanks for proving my point once yeah, again. Uh, you you got me. You showed your point you has showed, been proven. Alice, you showed up flaw. Uh, all the flaws in the NFL head-to-head situation. <laughs> yes. You know what? If you want to lobby that the NFL goes to strictly point scored for their uh, entire season, I'll back you on it. You go first, and I'll be right behind you. Sure, a lot easier because I hate watching I, the Bears anyways. I wouldn't even I watch think you should. Yeah, I think this, you should lobby Goodell for a point so you scored. Know would, you know what I would do if they did that? It would be so much easier. I'd just be like, Good. I don't have to watch this shit show anymore. I'm just going to wait till this is all over. Let me know who is crowned the champion in the end. That would be so much easier. Because I do you honestly like watching the Bears? Um, no, they're not, not all that fun to watch. Even in the years where they had a really good defense and a really bad offense, at least you could watch when they're on defense and get excited about it. This, it's like all three parts are equally as blah. I don't know. My how favorite games. But. My favorite was before this game last last week. Maggie said something like, "Yeah, we got problems on offense, but you know, 
it's not we're not really pressing you know it's not really of urgent nature and i'm thinking well fuck okay i guess that means you're not really trying to address that yeah he said that again i think last night and the people on the 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 announcers on the game were saying that there's problems on offense I don't understand how you can just say there's problems on offense when number one, they're five and one. And number two, like Nagy's the offensive coordinator coordinator. That's supposed to be an offensive genius. How, what are the problems on offense that you can't correct? I, I don't get it. Why, why do you have a job? Cause he's not an offensive genius. Turns out I, it's what it sounds like. Like that's what a defensive court. That's like what Lovey Smith would say. Yeah. We got problems on the offense, but what are, what are you going to do? Like, so in all reality, in all reality, what happened was he come here, they bring Khalil Mack here and pay him a boatload of fucking money. Akam Hicks was already here. Eddie Jackson was already here. Like the Kyle Fuller was already here. And he has nothing to do with the defense, by the way. Right. right. And Vic Fangio was the mastermind, and now he's got a former head coach, Coach Pagano, running that shit. Right. So he has no dabbling in that shit whatsoever, from my understanding. Right. So if you're focusing all your energies on the offensive side of the ball and you still put this shit out on the field, it's like, dude, I, I questioned it right from the beginning. When they brought this guy, I'm like, really? How much experience does this guy really have calling plays? Because he worked under Andy Reid, and Andy Reid doesn't like to give his play calling out. That's why Andy Reid's walking around with a giant laminated sheet, double-sided play call sheet himself, and he's talking in the headphone. Because no one else is calling that shit but him. So how much experience did this guy have? I think we hired the wrong guy. Well, and when they were what thirteen and three or whatever that was a couple of years ago, like he was calling unique plays. He was the offensive genius. He had like names for his plays, and it was so dazzling, like all these trick things. And like last night, they ran the same fourth and one play they've run seventeen times before. Not only was it a bad play call, but everyone, the Rams knew what they were doing. You give it to your punt returner on a pitch five yards back to get one yard on fourth and one. I, 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 it didn't make sense the first time they ran it. And when it's not even a surprise, that's lazy play calling. He hasn't come up with a new play since then. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, and that year was, that year was still driven by defense and yeah. then offensive trickery. Right. So, like, he had, like, the trick gimmicky plays with, you know, he'd run, like, Akam Hicks on the side, on the end zone, run him in for a touchdown, things like that. But it was We're kind not of – seeing that if, anymore. If you look back at it, it was mostly smoke and mirrors. It wasn't – we weren't winning by offense, though. The defense was, like, next level. The defense this year is not really next level. They're good. Certainly good. They're not yeah, that, that good. That that's year. the difference between Fangio and Pagano, I think. Fangio had them next level. Pagano, it's taken – they've gone down a step. So it's funny, too, you hear the announcers and they're, like, vaunting how great this Bears defense is. It's not great anymore. It's good, but it's not great like it usually is. Like it I, think that, I think a lot of that is the announcers pandering to the meatheads because yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of a fun thing to say to the fans who are watching because Bears fans like to hear that their defense is good. They well, it's you the, know, like to it's hear the that national stuff. it's the national announcers not doing enough research on the Bears. Like they just know them because they've always had a good defense. And recently a few years ago their defense was great and they got some big names. So to them they're still good. They're still a great defense. But I don't think they're great anymore. Uh, they they haven't looked that good this season. No, and they got tricked out, man, when they uh, 
in the red zone when uh, these the uh, the Rams snapped out of their huddle really fast and got to the to the line of yeah. scrimmage. You see that? And twice fucking, it happened at least twice. You could tell they've practiced that fucking thing because they all they all snap right out of it and get into position like boom, like it took like a second for them to get down. And like yeah. you could tell they practiced that shit a lot just to catch the defense off guard. And the defense was confused, and it happened multiple times. So it wasn't like a one-time thing. There was a couple times where the guys right. on defense didn't even know where they're supposed to be. So my question is, have they been pulling that trickery all season long, the Rams? And did how how well did we scout that team? Because if they've been doing that snap out of the huddle thing, really, you know, all season long, why weren't we fucking ready for it? Because you could tell we just got caught off guard. We just weren't in position. Well, it seems like the Bears were the first team to fall for it. So whether they've been doing it all the whole time and the Bears just don't know what they're doing or this is the first week, I'm not sure. Well, I don't know if we're the first to fall for it. We're just noticing it now because we played them. They could have right. been doing this to other right. teams, you know, and they could have tricked out. You know, to me, it's like, how well did we really scout for these guys? I mean, you fall for that shit. I mean, they got a fucking touchdown off of that shit. Yeah, I mean, so we got caught off guard. You got a defense that's not fully prepared, an offense that's lost, and, and a head coach that it doesn't even feel like he's trying anymore. Maybe once Mitch was benched, I don't know who made that call. Like, they just stopped trying. They all know they're going to be fired in the offseason. I don't know. I thought, no, I thought when, when Mitch got benched, it looked like the de- it looked like the team kind of perked up. Like, they were like, oh, great, finally, we're getting rid of that Mitch fucking guy. We got big dick Nick up in there. Well, the team, uh, yeah, I, I actually blame the coaches for last night. Like, the coaches didn't do anything to put that team in a position to win. They had right. the bad play calling, the wrong people out there. They had some tight end. I don't know why Jimmy Graham only caught, like, two passes. Like, they had some other tight end out there that dropped the ball for first down. Just It just was very questionable last night. I don't get it. They're definitely out coached. Yeah, I don't either. But yeah, I feel like we got the wrong head coach. And then the question is going to be, how many years do we have to live with this fucking guy before they finally uh, axe his ass? And then how many years is it going to take before we draft another quarterback? Because, I, again, I keep going back to the fact that we should be drafting a quarterback every year until we know we got the guy for sure. Don't, like, draft a guy and then give it some time for him to develop and then find out later he's not the guy. No, draft a guy. Next time, draft a guy while you're developing the other guy. Next, draft another fucking guy. I don't care. Once you then you finally get your guy because you worked hard at finding that guy. Right. We we take a, a lackadaisical approach, and you could tell the Bears have really put their money into the defense. Yeah, you've brought over the offensive-minded coach, but where's your money at? Your money is in the defense. That's where well, you spent your money. They've drafted a couple uh, wide receivers over the last few years. They've drafted uh, at least one or two, yeah, a couple tight ends. So they've drafted for offense. It's just none of those guys have panned out. I, I can't think of one draft pick since Nagy and Pace have been here that are like superstar status. The right. Robinson is the best the, wide receiver, and he they he's the guy they got for Jackson. But the money, a majority of your money is Khalil Mack, yeah. like Aikman, Eddie Hicks. Jackson, yeah. Yeah, you're paying these guys a lot. That's so it's classic Bears. Put your it's not a defensive league. It's you you win by offense, okay? Offensive power. It's you outscore the other team. And I'm okay with a good defense, but 
if you're going to continue to invest all your fucking money in the defensive side of the ball, well, that's what you're going to be. You're going to be a mediocre offense and you're going to be a, a pretty good defense. Well, and it all starts with the franchise quarterback. You you look at the teams doing well, they have a franchise quarterback. Very rare to you can you win consistently without one. You have to rely on your defense and special teams and just enough offense. But like, yeah, that that was like twenty years ago or ten years ago. Right now it's very hard to win defensively. I'd be putting all my money on the offensive line and the quarterback and and start there. That's where it would start for me. Yeah, it would be quarterback and offensive line. Put all my money on that. Get your left tackle. Get your stud left tackle. Get your stud center. Get that quarterback, and keep drafting quarterbacks until you get that shit figured out. For, and just make sure you got the guys up front to protect him. But as a team that refused to ever draft a quarterback, and then they finally <coughs> gave up and said, "Yes, we have to draft one," and drafted high. This is what we got. Like that. That's that's right. the result of drafting number two in the draft. When all these other teams, you look at Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and and all these other teams that drafted high. Not all of them, but a lot of them. They got their guys. Like the Bears couldn't do it. Right. And now they're five and one. They have no chance at Trevor Lawrence. So there's another year. You might as well not even bother with quarterback next year. I, you can take a reach, but you're not going to get the the proven uh, good quarterback. So. Oh. Right. It's a damn shame. I mean, Nick Foles is a serviceable quarterback. He's no slouch. I, if you're going to build a team, I, maybe that goes back to the Cutler argument that we had years ago. But I think this team is good enough to win with Nick Foles a quarterback. So there's other issues besides the quarterback that are the problem. I disagree. I mean, I think, yeah, Nick Foles is serviceable. But my thing is, if we're going to go into rebuild mode, which I think we are eventually here, going to be in rebuild mode once they finally realize this is a shit show, I think, okay, I think David Montgomery is still a good running back. I think it's just Nagy doesn't know how to run the fucking ball. Yeah. And, yeah, he seems like he's trying more to run the ball. I'll give him that. We are running the ball more than last year. But I think we just need to get a new coach. And, and while we're doing this whole restructuring, Keep finding, trying to find that quarterback. Yeah, keep Nick Foles. I'm not saying get rid of him, but you keep trying to find that young, upcoming quarterback. And yeah, in the how meantime, long is that going to take? Foles, Nick Foles is your guy in the meantime. You got to have a, You got to have a year where you're completely bottom out, like some of these other teams do, just to get that good quarterback. And then, right. Even then, you don't know. It's not a guarantee that the guy you draft is going to be good. Well, and that's the problem. That's why I said, like, before the game, Taco made a comment in the chat that uh, the Rams haven't played that many, haven't beaten that many good teams. The, the teams that they beat were not good. And he, and he said they're – and I and he said something like the, they're not as good as their record. And I'm thinking – and I said, the Bears aren't as good as their record either. And you made some comments. You were talking about how we barely squeaked by with some wins against some really bad teams. Yeah. And, Everyone and, knew this uh, was coming. It wasn't a surprise. Yeah. Right. I was I was surprised we beat Tampa. That that one did surprise me. Right. I don't Last know how that week. happened. That's why I was like, wow, man, they're really playing like Nick Foles is like, I mean, granted, the offense didn't do a lot, but I thought, wow, the team is playing looks like they're playing different. It was easier to watch, but this game was just so hard to watch. Yeah. I turned it off. Yeah, they played the Rams like they've tried to play the Rams the last couple times. 
the difference is the defense wasn't the dominant defense they're used to having. So they couldn't hold the, the Rams to like seven points and get Goff to turn the ball over three times. Like that just wasn't happening to set up the offense. And then after a while, the defense couldn't hold it anymore. After you fail on fourth down and one, like enough times, the other teams are bound to score on you. So. Yeah, you can only yeah, and the defense is gonna get tired. They look yeah. they look tired, especially when they're running that hurry up offense. You could tell the defense was like just just winded. Right, because it wasn't that bad at halftime. And then they came out in the, the second half and it, they kept it close for a while, but it, when your offense can't put up points, the the defense put up more points than the offense did. So the defense did its job to a point. I just I don't know, offense is gonna have to figure it out. All right, great talk today. Uh, I don't think we made any uh, headway on the all-play controversy, but let's let's yeah, just see where it goes. Let's just see where it goes. I don't know where this email this email chain is going to lead, but it feels like we have transitioned from the Facebook chat to back to the email, the old school email. Yeah, we get more people uh, uh, commenting. Like Osika doesn't comment on the Facebook group at all, but now he's actively engaged in the email. Now it's back, so we're getting a. A different group of people. You got. Uh, you see what you see what all play does. It gets people actively engaged. Yeah, right. Cobra Kai, it. who quit the Facebook group, is now uh, responding in the emails. It's all because of all play. All sure. right, guys. Remember, take your big boy pants off and put on your clown pants if you're in support of all play. Great talk. Great. Sh- Thanks for listening to the Foozle and Doozle Show.